guys, welcome back to Gracefully Broken Podcast. I am your host, Blair Zamanique. It is a pleasure to sit down with you and share this word that God has given me. I just want to thank you guys for tuning in on Apple Podcasts, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, or even YouTube. Thank you so much for tuning in um, for another episode. I pray that this blesses you. God has been truly working in my life um, and showing me the exact words that I need to release and the messages that I need to release on the episode, on each episode. So I pray that this blessing keeps you. Before we get started with today's message, I just want to say a quick prayer just so that we are opening our minds and our hearts and allowing God to reveal the word in which we need to hear today. Lord, Heavenly Father, Lord God, I just want to thank you. Thank you for giving me the word that is on the plate today. Thank you for allowing me to sit down and to record. I ask the spirit of protection over your sons and your daughters that were listening and watching online. Lord God, I ask that you open their minds and their hearts, Lord God, so that they may receive this word, Lord God, that it may touch them, Lord God, that it may awaken a spirit of anointing, Lord God, that they may know that they are loved, Lord God, that the season that they're in, um, no matter what, Lord, Heavenly Father, Lord God, that you are with them, you are right beside them, Lord God, cheering them on, Lord God, keeping them accountable, making sure that we each, first, each son and daughter, Lord God, stays the course. We, you want to make sure that we are continuing to pass righteousness, Lord God. I pray that as I continue to teach this word, speak through me, Lord God, and do the things that only you can do. Fill this room, Lord, Heavenly Father, with your Holy Spirit, Lord God, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, so I want to dive into today's word. Um, like I said, I have been praying on it. I went through and did all of my research and everything, so I just want to dive in and just share the word with you guys. I pray that your week has been blessed. I pray that Every, like that you're going to get everything out of this word. So with that being said, I want to just dive straight in into the word in which, like I said, that I've been, that God has given me. So I first want to read from Mark chapter one, verse 10 through 13. And it reads, as Jesus came up out of the water, water he saw the heavens splitting apart and the Holy Spirit descending on him. And a voice from the heaven said, you are dearly, are my dearly loved son, and you bring me great joy. The spirit, the spirit then compelled Jesus to go into the wilderness and he, where he was tempted by Satan for 40 days, he was out among the wild animals and angels took care of him. So with that, just diving into today's title of the message, which is the power that's in the wilderness season. So letting that resonate in our hearts that even Jesus, as we are going into Easter, was tested. He went through a period of time where he was in a wilderness season where the devil himself tried to get him off his path, off his path to righteousness, off his path of anointing, off his path to everything. 
And with last week, when we're talking about um, the, our heart posture and allowing God into our private area, into our spaces, allowing him the ability to check us, to heal us, to fix some things, tweak some things and remove it. With that, dealing with, like I said, segueing into the wilderness season, and we may be in a season where God is continuing to check us, continuing to heal us, continuing to move, remove some elements in our lives that way we can truly focus on him. And when we think about the wilderness, the word wilderness is cited in the Bible over 300 times. And when we think about words in the Bible and how when they're cited multiple times, we think or we should know that that word has a powerful meaning, that that word must mean something, that there is a reason that that word is cited 300, over 300 times in the Bible. And we do, and when we define wilderness or what that means, it is defined as an outside area in which plants and, you know, natural life grows naturally in a messy way, it's untamed, it's uninhabited by animals, it's wild, it's uncultivated. It's in a place where everything just is just free. When you think of individuals or when people, you know, when they talk about children and their hair and it being kept or unkept, and you can say like, oh my God, like that child's hair is just all wild, right? It's unkept, it's natural, it's, you know, free in a sense. Um, it's unhinged by the world. So there is no boundaries. There is no box that's surrounding it. That that child's hair is just wild. When we think about a wilderness season, God is moving in our lives to where and he's removed all of the limitations that, that has been placed on us, whether it's the job, whether it's the, the spouse, whether it's the, the friends, you know, whether it's social media or anything like that, he's removing things so that way he can truly get into us and and work through some things with us. So that way when we're finished with our wilderness season, he is, you know, he's given the ability to heal other people, to speak life in other people. So when we think of like, the wilderness and how we're saying, you know, like the point of the, the season that you're in, whether if you are in this wilderness season or you feel, may feel uncertain or anything like that, we often take an account of our own doing. And when we are in a season and God is removing our job and our spouse, or maybe that job that you wanted is not working out or you didn't get the job or anything like that, we start to feel with, you know, riddled with anxiety. We start to feel like, why hasn't things worked out for me? Why why aren't things going in the way in which I thought they should go for my life? I am this amount of age, and I would have thought that I would have been married and had a child by now, or I would have thought I would have had this car or you know, this amount of money or, you know, whatever, or this house, we start to feel like, you know, our current situation is not of God. Um, and we start to just hinder that. 
and I want to you know, like continue to dive into like that meaning of the wilderness with scripture and everything. And for our text today, we're going to be examining Ruth and how her through her relationship with Naomi, when she is trusting Naomi through that season and through that period of time, it leads her from a period period of wilderness and uncertainty to a period where she is blessed and she overcomes her, you know, quote unquote circumstances. She is giving way more than what she started with. So from Ruth, our text is going to be from Ruth chapter one, verses one through 18 and Ruth chapter two, verses 11 through 18. So in the text, like I said, we're diving into Ruth and we see where Naomi was, was left, right? So she's in a place where then her husband has passed away, her sons have passed away. It's just her and her daughter-in-laws. And we we see even before her sons pass away and her husband passes away, her husband takes her because there's a famine that's breaking out in their home, in their homeland. And then he takes his family, he relocates them for a period of time to where as if they can flourish, they can, they're able to, to live a healthy life. They're able to, um, to cultivate the things that God has blessed them with, but they're only there for a season of time. They never stay there. And even in that season, like I said, after they pass away, the husband and the sons, Naomi comes to a realization where she realizes that, hey, I was in this season. My husband brought me to this place. We were able to flourish. However, you know, it is, it's not fulfilling me anymore. I am not getting the same thing that I was getting in that season. I needed to be brought to this season in order to persevere. Self-preservation at its finest, like, like her husband bringing her and her family there, they were able to survive. They were able to, to grow and all of these things, but she couldn't stay there for the duration of her life. She needed to go back to her homeland. She needed to go back to which in which she left. God needed to put her back into a situation where she could speak life into other people, where she could continue to cultivate that relationship with, with God and reconnect with God. Where Naomi, or sorry, where Naomi, yes, where Naomi is leaving and is preparing to leave after her sons and her her sons and her husband has yet to pass away. She's speaking to her daughter-in-laws and she's saying like, hey, like, you know, your husband's, they passed away. My husband's no longer here. I want to give you the opportunity. Like, thank you so much for loving me and caring for me and caring for my sons and all of this stuff. But I want to relinquish you into the world. You know, I'm in my old age. I don't want to keep you like I'm too old to to bear um, another son. And even if that were to happen, are you going to wait, you know, all of this stuff? 
I want to relinquish you so that you can go and live your life. You can enjoy it. You can go and find a husband. You have been, you know, gracious so much into the time that we've had together that I want to allow you the ability to grow on your own. So with that conversation with Naomi and her two daughter-in-laws, one daughter-in-law decides, you know, hey, like they share a bond, they have a moment and she leaves. She goes back to her family versus Ruth. Ruth says, uh-uh, I'm not going back. I'm going to stick with you. Like I made this covenant with you. I made this promise with you. So I am going to stick with you. There is nothing that you can do that's going to separate us. So in chapter one um, from Ruth, verse six through 18, it reads where Ruth replies to Naomi. She said, don't plead with me to abandon you or to return and not follow you. For wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. When you die, I will die. And that's where I'll be buried. May the Lord punish me and do so severely if anything but death comes between us. When Naomi saw how determined Ruth was to stay with her to stay in that covenant, to stay in that relationship, Ruth didn't say anything. She stopped talking to her. She understood like, hey, like this person is being so obedient and so respective and so trusting of the covenant and the relationship that we built thus far that she's going to, she's going to honor that. So I I can see that there's no budging. Like this girl is like, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be with you. I'm gonna support you. I'm gonna serve you. So it's you and me. And as they're on their journey, and we see where Ruth is, like through her faithful obedience in the story, where she she leaves, she leaves her family to in order to meet. Naomi's son marries Naomi's son is in, in this family and then do this process after you know the sons die and her and Naomi's husband dies Naomi and Ruth share a bond and like I said Ruth understands like hey like I'm not leaving you like this is me and you and as they're traveling back to their to Naomi's homeland which is Bethlehem that grace and that mercy ties into Ruth's story and Ruth's testimony and when they're when they arrive in Bethlehem and you know they arrive just at the season of time where it is time for you know the barley harvest and that's really big as far as for wheat and everything so just like she's been doing before serving and being obedient and being in that covenant relationship with Naomi Ruth asked her say hey can I take some time and go to and go to the fields and go work and go grab some grain and go grab the leftovers and bring it back to us so that when we may be nourished 
And I find it so empowering that in this story that she doesn't ask her and say, hey, can I, can I go find work and just go work in the field? She wants to work, yes, but she wants to get the leftovers. She wants to get the things in which the harvesters have forgotten about the little, the, the very few. She's saying like, hey, like that is just enough for us. Like, are you giving me the, you know, do I have your permission to leave you for a period of time and go work in this field to gain the leftovers and bring back to you? And of course, because of their relationship, you know, Naomi says, yes, you can go do that. Um, and it just so happens that Ruth falls into the field of Boaz. And Boaz is this mighty noble man who has his power, has his beauty, has workers and all of these things. And through his relationship with Naomi's family, he's able to bless Ruth. He's able to cover her, protect her. And he says, you know, through that relationship, I'm not just going to allow you to get the leftovers. He tells his servants, hey, go and put out some things for her. Go ahead and, you know, put out the wheat so she can grab it rather than just getting the leftovers. He aids her. He feeds her. He clothes her and protects her. And with those leftovers, with the things that she's gotten from Boaz, she goes back still to Naomi and gives her the leftovers and feeds her and blesses her and enriches her life just as well. And in Ruth, in Ruth chapter two, verse 11 through 12, it says, Boaz answered her, everything you have done for your mother-in-law since your husband's death has been fully reported to me. How you left your father and your mother and your native land how you came to a people you didn't know previously know. May the Lord reward you for what you have done. May you receive the full reward from the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings you have come for refuge. You left your comfort. You left your father and your mother. You you were trusting, you were supportive, you were serving to a woman in this season you trusted her enough to whereas in even you going into a city that you did not know anything about you said hey i'm gonna walk through walk with you in this wilderness season hey i am going to continue to foster continue to serve to continue to steward what god has given me god told me that i needed to be in a relation in this relationship and I needed to remain faithful to you. So that is what I'm going to do no matter what season you're in. And as that, like I said, as that relationship continues, we see like how God just blesses the leftovers. It's amazing to see in every story of the Bible how God will bless the few. He blesses those with just enough and he multiplies it. He, he magnitudes Hey, you may think that you are, you know, little and small and all of these things, but I'm going to bless you and I'm going to multiply it 
and I'm going to use you. I am going to use you, God says. Like, I'm going to bless the leftovers. I'm going to heal you. You're going to, you know, be anointed. You're going to do all of these things. And as, like I said, as the story continues, he's just continuing, like, to show up in Ruth's life. He's continuing through that relationship with her mother-in-law, through that relationship with Boaz. We see where he is continuing to bless her, continuing to, you know, cover her, continue to protect her. And we see how she was in a period of, you know, that wilderness season where she did not know where she was going to end up, but she remained faithful. She re remained obedient to God and what God told her. And in the end, Boaz wind, winds up being her husband, that all of the, the work and everything that she stewarded through those times, through her relationship with her late husband, through the relationship with her being out in the field and being subservient to Naomi, all of those things, it just makes Boaz want to love her more. He sees her heart, he sees her worth, and not for her work ethic, but because she was willing to leave and be in a season of wilderness where she was unknown, where a season that she did not know where she was going, but she was so faithful to the journey and to, you know, what was going to be on the other side. And God blesses her with Boaz. And Boaz is a noble man and he honors her. He sees her as a noble woman. And they marry and they have a union and all of these things and we just think like if we take back take it back to that first scripture and how Jesus is tested in that period of the wilderness for 40 days by the devil and it's just him and the animals and granted that the angels are protecting him and all of that we, if we just ponder on just that moment that even Jesus himself was tested for 40 days and with comparing the, the children of Israel and how they were tested they were in the season of, of the wilderness for 40 years and in the end when we think about it the children of Israel they were going to go through a period where they were going to be, you know, in the wilderness. They were going to be tested. They were going to be trials and tribulations and all of the things. Granted that it had it went on longer than what it needed to, but they were going to go through it because God needed to see their heart. God needed to remove some things. God needed to work in them. And through that, they were able to see the promised land and were able to you know reap all of the benefits and all of the blessings that God had in store for them and with going back to the story as far as for Jesus Jesus being tested in the wilderness and being not broken but broken down to where he can only trust God and God gave him the word and he he knew his anointing when he came on this earth and his purpose but the devil tried to put a wedge just like in the garden between Jesus and God and tried to get Jesus to show his power and his glory. We see that he can he continues, he, you know, he says, you know, no, like I I'm sub I'm gonna be subservient to God 
And I'm not going to do that. That's just going to put a wedge between God and between me and God. And I'm not going to do that. I'm going to obey God. And this is not my time. Me, this is not my time to show my glory. God has me in a wilderness season because he's trying to remove some things. He's trying to to show me myself. He's trying to do all of the things in which in order to to get me to a point of glory, he's trying to work out some things. And as we continue, like, as we continue to dive into the word and continue to read the scripture, I just want to in, implore you and to make sure that you guys know that no matter what season you're in, if you are in a wilderness season, do not count it out. Don't count it out. Because even the plans, like when you're thinking about when you're in the wilderness season and you're thinking, oh my God, my plans aren't working out. Like the things that I thought that I was going to have by now, I haven't. All of these things, God's plan is so much greater than ours. And even when I was studying this word and preparing to record and all of that, and I God, and God showed me the like he showed me myself and he showed me how the season that I am currently in is a wilderness season he has removed the outside sources he has put me in a space where I have no option only to surrender to him and to allow him to provide and he is going to provide I just need to continue to trust him and to believe that he's going to make a way for me I just need to continue that continue to know that my blessing is coming and that the anointing that is on my life is going to touch millions, is going to, is going to, uh, I'm, I'm going to be able to pour into multiple different people, even people that I don't know. And that's just a word to you guys. Like when you get out of the wilderness season, God is going, like, God has a plan for you. Like, it is crazy. When we get out of the wilderness season, you're going to be able to walk into doors you never thought you could walk into. You're going to be able to speak to people in a language in which you never thought you could. You're going to be able to bless your enemies. You're going to be able to bless situations and talk to people with such authority that it's going to be changing it going to be changing and mind-blowing and crazy and you're going to you're going to be able to pour into people and even not just the people that are around you that may be in your circle that may be in your family you're going to be able to pour into people that you don't even know that you have no like no connection with no nothing and God's going to give you so much overflow that is going to pour out into other people. He's going to bless you so much through that period of the wilderness where he is showing you who you are. He's showing you the gifts that he's given you. He's working in you. He's building that work ethic. He's removing those things. He's showing you those, you know, bad desires that you have. He's showing you all of the things. He's showing you himself. He's doing all of the things. So when you come out of the wilderness season, you are prepared. He has called you to be set apart. He's called you to do all of these amazing things. And 
He wants to do that. So that's why you're in that period or that season of the wilderness. There's power in the season of the wilderness. There is power in being called by God. There's power in being separated separated from the pack. There's power in being your own person and being chosen by him. God chose you for a reason. He loves you. He wants to be in a relationship with you. He wants to heal you. He wants to meet you where you are. He wants to bless you with so much purpose and so much grace for your life. And he's going to take you through a period of time where you are in a season of wilderness where things may feel like they're crashing down around you but you just have to trust and believe and that's the time in which you have to dive deeper into your faith not move away from God dive deeper into it read the bible read scripture get into relationships with individuals who will who will positively impact your life who will share the word where God fearing women and men who love the Lord, who want to see the best for you. And he wants to bless you at the end of the day. He wants to cultivate. He wants to have many disciples on this earth. And that's why we are created to make disciples, to teach, to share the word of God. And he wants to do that through you. So when we think of, like I said, like I said, that, that wilderness season, I want to take it back to scripture when it comes to thoughts and God's plan for us. And Isaiah 55 reads verse nine, for as just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. God's plan is going to exceed your plan. God's thoughts God's blessing, everything that you thought that you should have by now, by your age or by, you know, your degree status or whatever, his plan for your life is going to exceed that abundantly. You are going to be blessed. You're going to be speaking to people. And I'm, and I guess I'm talking to myself in that sense, but you are going to be speaking on platforms where you thought you were just this little old girl who was afraid of your own voice and God has continued to work in you and showing you that you have a great and powerful voice you are anointed and you are called and you are loved and God has put people in your life that are going to keep you accountable and want to make sure that you're doing the good work and making sure that you're able to speak and to share his testimony on your life to everyone and that you have a warm love around you. He's going to do all of that because his plan has is going to supersede the plan that we ever thought we could do. It's going to supersede whatever goal we had in mind for our life. He's going to do so much. So I want to leave you with this. So three things when we're thinking about the wilderness and that purpose for the wilderness season, especially with the world that we live in right now and, you know, the negativity around being by yourself and all of that. When we're in a season of wilderness, first one, the purpose of that is a place for separation. So God 
is separating you from things so that way you can depend on him maybe you were depending on that job or that spouse for love or that relationship you know that like I said that job for money and that that spouse and all of these things he's breaking all of those things off of you so that way the only person that you can depend on the only person that you need is him he wants you to rely on him solely so he can build that relationship with you, so he can bless you. So that is number one. So that second one is a place for preparation. He is preparing you to, to lead the torch. He's preparing you. He's allowing you to be in a place where you can steward those gifts that he's given you. He's allowing you to be in a place where you can read and develop He's allowing you to be in a place where you are free from distractions, where you can dive into the word more, where you can do all of the things that he's called you to do. He's allowing you to prepare for that next season. And that final thing, number three, is a place of revelation. So he's not only revealing himself in his glory, in his light, in his testimony, in his purpose and plan for you, he's also revealing those deep, dark desires that you have. He's also revealing those things in which you may be ashamed of, those things in which you may have sinned and hurt and trauma. He's revealing those things so that way he can heal them. He wants to heal them. He wants to bless you. So in that wilderness, that is the that is one of those purposes that he wants to reveal some things. He wants to reveal those flaws so that way he can patch everything up. So when you come out of the wilderness, you are stepping into bold territory. You are stepping into anointing. You are stepping into love and light and purpose. He wants to bless you with all of those things. So he's taking you through a point of time in which he can break those things off of you, where he can meet you where you are, where he can love you and equip you, and he can prepare you and reveal you and reshape you and remold you into who he has called you to be. He's putting you through those tests and those trials so that when you come out of it, you look completely different. The only thing that you can see is that you were faithful to God. Through those, wilder, through those wilderness seasons that you're going to go through, through those trials and tribulations that you are going to go through, when you come out of them, the only thing people can say, man, that girl was faithful. Man, that man was faithful. Man, that person could have gave up. Man, he could have turned his back from God, but he chose not to. Man, that person continued to foster that relationship even when they were down to their last dime. They continued to trust God that God was going to provide for them. They continued to be in relationship with God even when the world around them was crumbling. They continued to be obedient to God even in that wilderness season. And 
God respected it and God loved it so much because you were obedient to him because you wanted to be in that relationship with him. Then when you come out of it, he's going to bless you abundantly. He's going to love you abundantly because he already does. He already loved you even before the wilderness, even, even before you got in the wilderness. He already loved you. He just wanted to show you how much he loved you. He wanted to show you what he knew was already in you. He wanted to reveal the purpose that he has for you. He wanted you to know that man, like he loves you and he wants to bless you. He wanted to reveal his calling on your life. He wanted to reveal your true self. He wanted to heal you and to put you back together so that you could heal others. So you could speak to others. So you can anoint and equip others. So you can speak in rooms and arenas and just everything. He wanted that. And that is why you're in that wilderness season. That is the power behind the wilderness season. With that, I want to close out in prayer, man. I, I feel the Holy Spirit in this room and he has been speaking through me, man. I pray that you got something out of this message. I will be linking everything down below if you are watching on YouTube. So all of the verses and everything that, as far as for the three tips and the verses will be linked down below. That way you can go back into it and you can read it and you can study it. And I urge you to do that. Do that on your own time. Continue to foster that relationship with God if you are in that wilderness season. Continue to build that relationship with him. Continue to love him and continue to talk to him and communicate with him. Just as you would communicate with, you know, your best friend on earth, Communicate with him, share share with him like your doubts and your insecurities so that he can heal you, so that he can equip you and reveal, you know, and be in purpose and in relationship with you. Continue to build that relationship with him because he wants to be in that relationship with you. So thank you again for tuning in. I am your host, Blair Dominique. I pray that you got something out of this message. I pray that you continue to steward that relationship with God, to continue to use the gifts that he has given you, that you continue to seek after him and his kingdom and the truth. Lord, Heavenly Father, Lord God, thank you. Thank you so much for being in this space, for filling this room with your Holy Spirit. Thank you so much for speaking for me, Lord God. Anyone that is listening on the podcast right now, on YouTube, on Apple, Spotify, all of these, you know, these platforms, I pray that you meet them where they are, that you transform them, Lord God, that you heal them, that you are right there with them. You're walking with them in that wilderness season, that they are not alone. They are they are not alone, Lord God. You continue to be with us no matter what season we may walk through, Lord God, that you are planting them. You are planting in, in them those seeds, Lord God. Let them recognize the seeds that you have planted in them, those gifts that you have given them, Lord God. Let them be in a space where they can cultivate those gifts that they may be walking in purpose with you, Lord God, that they 
allow you into those vulnerable spaces, Lord Heavenly Father, where you can heal them, Lord God, that you can transform their hearts, Lord Heavenly Father, Lord God, that you continue to meet them where they are, Lord Heavenly Father, Lord God, in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're watching on Apple Spotify, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I'm your host, Blair Dominique. Like I said, if you are watching on YouTube, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Um, be sure to follow Gracefully Broken Podcast on Instagram and TikTok and YouTube and all of these things. We're doing some amazing things that I want you to stay in tune. God has been moving in my life and I have some things in the works. So I want you to stay plugged in, stay connected, follow me on my personal page and follow the podcast as well. So that way you're connected when we post episodes, that you're connected when new things come out because things are dropping soon. And I want you to stay plugged in with the word. I want you to stay plugged in with us, Lord God. I pray that you got everything out of this message. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm, like I said, I'm your host, Blair Dominique. It was a pleasure to sit down with you and to share the word, to share what God has been doing in my life, but also empower you to, to know the power of the season that you're in and that wilderness season. I pray that you continue to stay blessed and to stay loved. And thank you so much for tuning in. Grace and peace. Love you guys. Have a great one. Grace for